Yeah, well, I think in the the most positive thing for me is that I think Lutherans have always said we believed in the priesthood of all believers, but we didn't. And I think mm. Pentecostalism is above all finally that uh, insight and conviction coming to flower. I mean, and when you look at the churches, the reason why they're working is because really ministry is everyone's business, um, which isn't to say they don't have pastors or severely overworked pastors. They do. But uh, it. <laughs> It really is that everybody is in a position to preach, to pray, to intercede, to anoint. I mean, they, it's just so it's so amazing to see that you don't just have to have a passive congregation of people who sit there mm. like lumps and expect the pastor to do everything. And <laughs> um, and I think that is so meaningful to people because they're like active agents involved in now they, they can easily confuse the agency of ministry with the agency of salvation. And of course, that's theologically mm. where I see, you know, plenty to be concerned about. Yeah. But, um, you know, as, as I was saying to, to people in Sweden, you know, it's one thing to have great teaching, but what if you have great teaching that no one is interested in listening to? Like, how do you generate interest mm. in the catechesis? And I think, frankly, Lutherans in North America and Europe are absolutely awful at that. We have no idea how to spark people's interest or get to the point that they want to deepen and they want to be taught. They want to learn and even take that into their own hands. And I think Pentecostals and Charismatics and Neo-Charismatics, whatever else they're doing wrong, they know how to get people's attention, to get them to care, to be passionately committed to the point that they want good teaching. Now, it does seem that in practice, a lot of times what happens is the churches that start with this kind of fiery passion for Jesus actually discover they don't have any teaching to back it up and they don't yeah. have, haven't thought through issues that uh, you know other churches have been coping with for hundreds or thousands of years. And then when they try, they have nothing of substance to say and it can, mm. and it can turn nasty <laughs> quite quickly. Um, but it seems to me this is one of my, my ecumenical convictions is that God deliberately deprives churches of everything they need so that they're forced to turn to one another. And that's yeah. why I've really enjoyed the Lutheran Pentecostal dialogue, because I can see very plainly they have amazing gifts that we by and large lack. Um, and on the same kind, we have gifts that they by and large lack. This calls for us to, you know, talk to each other and work together instead of regard each other with suspicion or you're not really Christian or whatever. You're an enthusiast, yeah. the usual accusations.